Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jay Delsing is with us. Jay will have his show Sunday morning at 9 here on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Jay. How you doing? I am doing well, guys. Good morning. How are we doing? Everything's good. Okay, we got a question to start things off. If somebody were to be planning a rehearsal dinner during the summertime, how would Wild Crush fit in those sorts of plans? Would that be something that you and the folks at Wild Crush would be receptive to, a rehearsal dinner? Oh, yeah, gosh. How are we doing with the Wild Crush plug right away? I love it. <laughs> we were talking about it during the break. I'm, I'm sitting next to somebody who's getting married. Oh, my gosh, Alexa, you got to come on over. We've had three weddings here. We've had multiple uh, re- rehearsal dinners and, and bridal showers and things like that. We uh, Our patio is, is just spectacular. I gotta, you got to come over for a tour, um, and we, we'll, we'll tell you all about it. It's uh, And we have wine. So we have wine on the tour. We have wine while you're sitting there we can you know we we don't have coffee i'm not a coffee guy like you guys are so we, we don't have any coffee in the studio wine. either jay that's <laughs> right i love it i love it well that's awesome jay and randy hooking it up making it happen i love it yeah i'd love to come over and check it out i've been on the hunt for something for our wedding we're gonna get married here in st louis which i think was a shock to my entire family because i originally was going to plan to do it on the east coast but we're here in st louis why not try and make it happen here so yes i'd love to come check out wild crush jay thank you of course, I'll text you. We'll uh, we'll get we'll get together after Thanksgiving or something. I love it. All right, Jay. We have spent a year. It was actually about this time last year that Phil Mickelson gave his interview to Alan Shipnick, and all of this live controversy started. Here we are a year later, and it's still going on. And Rory McIlroy saying this week that Greg Norman needs to step down if there's ever going to be peace in golf. You know what, Randy? I mean, one of the things that's happened. Uh, um, Rory McIlroy has really stepped up as kind of a, uh, I don't want to say the face because no one will be bigger than Tiger, but Rory has really come into his own. And I, he's 100% right. If, there, if we're going to try to figure this out, Greg Norman has got to go because Greg Norman is divisive. And we, if we're going to reunite this thing and if, if somehow the fences are going to be mended, it's going to be without Greg because he's got a perpetual axe to grind. And I, I it's really kind of shocking. Here's a here's an Australian kid, great talent, obviously World Golf Hall of Famer. But why is he so pissed off at the PGA Tour? <laughs> I just can't figure it out. He's made, you know, uh, millions and millions of dollars, and 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 it gave him the platform to play, and it, it just seems so misguided to me. Do you believe that the Live Tour, though, is sustainable? I mean, golf, but louder. That doesn't really seem like something that it, it, this culture can embrace and have it be a long-term solution for entertainment and golf no i don't see not as it stands now i mean how long before 
the Saudis just lose interest. I mean, there's not a business plan in, in that I'm aware of, and I'm kind of in the weeds on this stuff. There's, they just, you know, I, I got asked um, about the world golf ranking points, and I'm, I'm like, tell me who. So you have a 48 man field compared to a 156 man field for most PGA Tour events. Tell me anybody on the planet can name me the latter 24 of the 48 that are playing in these events and they're 54 holes and it's a shotgun start. I mean, guys, you just can't throw a bunch of, and they do have some good top end players. No question about that, but you can't just throw something together, not meet the criteria that's set for world golf ranking points and expect to get them just because you want them. <laughs> that's right. that's exactly right. And the interesting thing, Jay, is you talk about those lower end players. A lot of those are 20, 21, 22 year old guys that, at least from my viewpoint, aren't they're giving up their opportunity to be golf stars by being on the live tour. They are, Randy. They're, they're taking the money and they're taking it at a time where we don't know what this how this is going to play out in the next five years or so. Are there, is there going to be some sort of reconciliation? Is there going to be some sort of sitting out period where you're going to get to have a, an opportunity to come back and play on the PGA Tour? I sure hope that there's some way to get the best players in the world together and, and playing more. But the, the, Peter Jacobson was was talking to me a couple of weeks ago, and he said it's the perfect example of golf's Harlem Globetrotters. He goes because we're not con- we're not convinced that the payout is actually getting paid out to them because of the, the massive amounts of money they signed for. And so it's like a lot of talent, but the outcome is really, you know, already been determined. It doesn't really matter. And you're also, guys, think about this. When you, when you design a golf course, Randy, you know how a golf course on the back nine will kind of crescendo most of the time to the 18th hole where mm-hmm. you can kind of have some sort of drama and, and, um, and, the, and the tournament can play out. Well, you and I are playing in a live event and you're putting to win the tournament and you're on hole three and I'm on hole 14 and Alexa's, you know, got an Eagle putt and she's on hole seven. How does that make any, I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's the thing. And the key word there is crescendo. You have to be, things have to be geared towards an exciting finish and they can't be, if you have it set up that way. If you're a, a spectator on the course, there's absolutely no way that it can be exciting for you, right? No, so how, how are you going to say that? I'm going to be texting you? Yeah, and Randy, right. you've got a 10-footer. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so into this. You're like, no, this doesn't make it. No. I mean, I get what the Greg Norman's trying to do, but one of the things that he's forgotten, Randy, and, one of, and guys, one of the things that is so... Um, why golf has done what it's done for so long is that our demographics have money and they are educated. And for the marketers out there, our demographics are actually kind of the apple of everyone's eye. Yes, they're a little bit older, but most younger people don't have a lot of expendable income. And so they want to market to the people that do. And so it's great to try to bring in some younger kids, but they're not going to spend, they're not going to be the people buying the new drivers in supporting the game like, like these others are. It's just, it's just weird. It just seems to me to be way too vindictive and way too uh, divisive for this to, to work. I, I just don't see how they get together unless Norman's off 
out of the picture. So, Jay, along those lines with the disposable income, early next year, Callaway is going to unveil their new great big Bertha irons that have titanium and tungsten, and they are supposed to, uh, to quote, deliver premium performance for golfers who struggle to generate club head speed. I I need to know from you, how much in terms of advanced technology do these clubs actually help a golfer, and how much of it is just marketing? Right. So, Eli, first of all, you got to remember Callaway is a phenomenal marketer. I'm not saying that there isn't some truth in it, Randy, but if you don't – so I'll put it this way. If the irons that you have in your bag, male or female, if the irons in your bag are are more than 10 years old, then you need to look into this technology. If you've got something – like, Randy, what irons are you playing these days? I've got Big Bertha irons, and they're they're going to be eight years old. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I think you're in good shape. I think you're in good shape. I think I, I need new ones, see, but that's me. But, well, we can have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, just have Joan call me. We'll get a, a Christmas present lined up for you. <laughs> but what, what's interesting is that you come down and see guys that, that have a, a set of clubs that are 15 or 20 years old, and those were the old sweet spots, Randy, and, the, and, the, and you know, not new shaft technology. That that stuff is really makes it hard because you don't have the, the these newer irons have this corrective um, uh, characteristics that you'll hit a ball on the heel or the toe and it'll actually go back towards the target instead of going away from it a lot of times, especially with the drivers because the drivers are you know the driver heads are so big and the sweet spots are so big and the heel and toe shots all are now designed to go back towards the middle of the fairway and back in the day, man, they, you know, when you hit a, a bad shot with a wooden driver, it, it was like a broken bat in the ball field. It was like, this felt terrible and your ball didn't go anywhere. Oh man, Randy, I think you're gearing up for some new clubs for a beautiful Christmas present. I can, I can see the wheels turning <laughs> right sure now are. as I'm listening. sitting here I, watching I, I, you. We need a video. We need some video here. <laughs> Jay, my wheels were turning last night when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk to you about today. And so I decided to loop in one of your good friends, Bernie Federko, for some suggestions of what to talk about. And Bernie said, listen, I've played golf with Jay. He's played hockey with me. So I'm curious as to how accurate this statement is, Jay. Bernie said, I'm a better golfer than he is a hockey player. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not even close, Bernie. Bernie, I can't skate, Alexa. I so the guys take me down, and I am so excited. And the first thing they do is they give me a helmet that's got a cage on it, and I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't want to fall and hit my face. I don't want to puck. I don't want to stick in the face. In the first five minutes, Kelly Chase shoots a puck from the point. It hits somebody's stick and hits what it broke in my nose. A hundred percent. And I am so relieved you guys, because I could barely stand up. And, but when it hits the mask, your, your helmet, it made like a little bell ringing sort of noise. I look around and every one of these guys is laying on the ice laughing at me. <laughs> They're laughing at me. And I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Who wants a broken nose? They're like, you are such a baby. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want a broken nose. And I, I was, you know what they called me? They called me Carl Walenda when I was skating because I used my stick as a balancing point. I couldn't skate at all. I was awful. That Terrible. is so funny. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, I love that. Follow up to that, though, Jay, is Bernie wants to know who your best caddy was. Oh, it had to be him. I never <laughs> had many Hall of Fame guys. We had so much fun. I, I can remember one time saying, 
Bernie, what do you think? You know, we've got the wind doing this, and we have this, and 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 I want to do this. And he said, I have no idea. <laughs> you do, you do whatever you think. <laughs> he started laughing. They really cut some of the tension. He's like, Gosh, I have no idea. I didn't realize you were thinking about all that 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 much stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, well, we have all these conditions going on. We we had they had so much fun, and he was. Uh, and you know what's funny about Bernie? I brought out my small bag. The first time that he caddied for me, the second time he's like, I want the big one. I'm oh. like, no, you don't. He's like, oh, yeah, I want the big one. And so he actually carried 18 holes one time with my tour bag. Wow. That's, he's tough. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. That's, there's a lot there. That's great. It's Bernie, I know. Hey, Jay, before we let yep. you go, you have the show on Sunday morning. What do we got coming up? We've got Jimmy Williams Jr. on the show. He was a young man I met when he was. 10 years old um, who needed a heart transplant down at Cardinal Glen. And, yep. and this is how cool, and, and Alexa, this is how, what an what a unbelievable human being Bernie is. We go, I go out to meet Jimmy and his dad for lunch, and the Blues had just won the Stanley Cup. I go by Bernie's house, pick up his Stanley Cup ring so I can show this young man, and maybe mm-hmm. we can have some fun with it. Guys, we are sitting at lunch, and Jimmy Jr.'s got the ring on, and he, we're he and I are cutting up and acting like fools. And his dad gets the call, the call for the heart. Wow. I was wow. In, oh, my gosh, you guys, even saying that to this day just still gives me chills. It, it was an unbelievable experience for me. And this young kid is doing well. He's an author. He just wrote a book, number one seller on Amazon um, uh, book list. He does stuff with Matt Holiday and the, and the um, Homers for Health. At Cardinal Glenn. And this this thirteen year old kid is a rock star, and and it was a pleasure to get to have him on the show. And last time I was around Jimmy, he was nationally ranked. Is that still the case? He, he was. I don't know. I, I gosh, I was talking to him about his book and everything. I should okay. have, Randy, because he he finished third. He fin- guys. He had a he had sixteen percent heart capacity in a hundred and one degree temperature uh, heat down in Orlando when he was ten and finished third. And and uh, was throwing up, and I mean, uh, this kid just—he just—he just was was gutting it out. It's it's a it's a neat story. Jay, a couple of years ago, I was playing in the Cardinal Glennon Golf Tournament, and Jimmy was the the long drive hitter on one of the par fives. So, so you yeah. know, they have long drive guys or, or or women on on a hole. Jimmy was our our long drive guy, and he was fantastic, hitting right down the middle. Yeah, that's a great family and a fun story. And I mean, it just makes you count your blessings. I mean, when you start thinking about some of the first world problems we worry about all mm-hmm. day long, and then and then that comes along, it really helps you pull your head out. Looking forward to that, Jay, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. See you later. That's the great Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.